Hello, and welcome back to Body and Wine Podcast. Today we get stuck into the murky waters of sin and confessionals. This episode is a special one, as it was the first episode ever recorded for Body and Wine, and was thus the podcast's first communion, which is fitting as my wonderful friend Sylvie and I get into her life growing up Catholic in Ecuador and transitioning into atheism. All this and more, here and now, on Body and Wine. We're so hungry. We're hungry for more. The body of those listening is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and together we desire and agree that it is in good health. Welcome to Body and Wine, conversations on sex and spirituality. I'm Charlie Gray, and I'm sitting here with my friend Sylvia. Hi. Hi. (laughs) And we are here in uh, uh, Ramallah, Mm -hmm. uh, Ramallah in Palestine. And I was realizing actually just this afternoon that it's the land of Jesus. And so Ah. at least like for our particular conversation today, talking about Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. To note. We are in the good place. Yeah, we're in the good yes. place. <laughs> yeah, the holy-ish place. Yeah, the holy land mm. where it all sort of began. And so we're sitting here drinking a wine called, oh my goodness. I Nadim. Hope I, Nad, Nadim? Nadim. From Taibe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just 20 minutes from uh, Ramallah. Mm-hmm. And how do you find the wine so far? I like it. Yeah. This is one of my favorite Palestinian wines. Yeah, it's really good. So who are we? Mm-hmm. Well, I would define myself as a woman of color, more specifically from the global south. I'm a Latina. I think those are my, my best like ethnical descriptions. Uh, now I'm thinking that for it's not something that defines me, but for this type of conversation, for her topic, I think I have to say I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. I'm a migrant. I left my country my hometown like five years ago and since then I've been living in different countries Mm -hmm. and I'm a feminist and that's one of the most important things in my life Mm -hmm. it's uh, what's my passion my uh, beliefs my everything I have to say so yeah that's pretty much like a driving force almost yeah and you love dogs yeah, and I love dogs. <laughs> also cats, but most mostly dogs. Yeah. You don't have a dog, though, do you? Not here. Yeah. Back home. Oh. I have two dogs. Okay. And, and where is home for you? Is it in Ecuador? Or, so, or maybe that's a difficult... Know, that's a very hard question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know where home is. Of course, I think Ecuador will always be my place. Yeah. But, um, well, being my mother Mexican, like growing from two, two different cultures... It has always been a question for my identity, like, yeah. where do I really come from and what's home? And now after living in different countries, I don't think I have a home home anymore. Maybe you, wherever you go, you make your home. Yeah. But um, in this case, with the dogs, <laughs> home would be Ecuador, yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. their home anyway. That's their home. Yeah, yeah that's where they are. So, yeah. yeah, of course. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
All right. So that's actually a good context, I think, talking about home mm-hmm. to kind of transition. Oh, yeah. I think I'd have to say I come from a religious Catholic household. My dad is not, he's never said anything about it, but I'm pretty sure he's not religious. Like, he doesn't believe in God. Mm. But he follows my mom. Like, she makes him go to church and be in certain, you know, ceremonies and stuff. Mm. But he gets to the church and he just, like, disappears. Wow. He goes to the back corner and he's just like waiting for it to be over <laughs> wow but he's never said anything to he's you explicitly never, no. about oh wow so i don't really know but i can sense it i mean it's yeah especially now obvious. that you're an adult you're like okay yeah, yeah. but yeah i had a not so strict but a, a religious upbringing i remember my i have my mm-hmm. aunt she's older than my mom and she's super super religious and i remember every time she would come She's from Mexico, so every time we would go to Mexico or she would come to us, with her, it was more of, um, you know, before going to bed, praying and yeah. talking to God. And in a way, I have this very sweet uh, memories of her, like, put your hands together and okay. And it was, she's super caring yeah. and she's super l- lovable. Mm. So that's very sweet from her. Right now, I cannot take it. <laughs> I have those. And she's still quite religious she's now. She's very religious. Okay. Yeah. So I think my mom is. Mm, she's religious, but not so much. I think she's pretty like liberal in a way. Well, she still goes every Sunday. But if something happens, like it's okay, she doesn't go. But for example, when I got married, I was not forced to get a. A wedding at the church. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So she was not. She was open to that not being a religious. Yeah. yeah, she was shocked, I guess. She didn't question my decision or okay. didn't say anything at all. Yeah. But uh, going back to my childhood, I was in the um, first communion classes, which mm. took maybe a year. And from that, I also have nice memories of being with my friends from from school, yeah. meeting every Saturday, and just like playing. And that really brought me into Catholicism or religion. Yeah. Like, I was really into it. This, the, there was a couple who gave these classes. Mm-hmm. So they were super sweet and they had like this paternal kind of image. We would sing and we would learn like uh, to pray before eating every meal, which we never did at home. Okay. I got it from that class. Interesting. So I tried to introduce that ritual in my house. Mm-hmm. It didn't quite, like... (laughs) So would you say, like, was there a time, perhaps, that you were a little bit more, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, religious than your family itself? I think so, yeah. Wow. Like, I took it very seriously. Yeah. But I do remember the day before our first communion, we had to give our confessions to the priest. Mm. And I remember everyone crying. Like, everyone... We were, yeah, 11, 12, and... And we were all the same age, and yeah. everyone coming out from the priest and feeling like, oh my god, like, and it was also for me such a huge experience of actually telling someone what you think are yeah. sins. Maybe they're not. You are a child. Do you remember what you confessed? Uh, I think I used to steal like a dollar or two from my mom okay. to get some ice cream. Yeah. So I was like, I <gasps> robbed my mom. <laughs> I don't, because I don't remember exactly all the 
the sins, you know, the Ten, ten Commandments. Yeah. And I also don't know how, like, I never grew up with confession either. So mm-hmm. I was going to say, we don't count them. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget. But there's one yeah. specific commandment, and I don't remember, I cannot really thou recall it. steal, thou shall not covet. Uh, there's something with not. the body. What I got from it, what I understood is like, you should not touch yourself. Oh, uh, yeah. So you're in your teenage years and right. you're like discovering your body. And I was like, oh my God, this is so wrong. Yeah. And that's what I actually told the priest. Wow. And I was feeling super bad. Yeah. Super bad about that. And I think that's the thing that actually made me cry. Yeah. And also that's a really vulnerable thing to tell like someone of authority who's a man. Yeah. It's like, such a personal thing. Oh, wow. That's now yeah. I think about it. <gasps> that's like cruelty for a child. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so normal. But then you already yes. have, you still don't really know what's going on with yourself. Yeah. And potentially if it's the first time that yeah. you're telling someone that yeah. deeply personal thing and... My assumptions are not it was like a good sex education moment for you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he's a super liberal priest that's like super informative. (laughs) Wow. He was like, uh, because I had other sins. Yeah. So then I got my prayers. Okay. And then I was clean. Do you know the priest? Like, Like, I remember his face, of course. I'm pretty sure he died already. Okay. But he had this like white of course like a super big authority like oh he's he's walking through you know look at him yeah like an aura around him kind of so you wouldn't have had like so much of a personal relationship with him no of course not yeah no 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 but yeah i i of course haven't forgotten his face yeah yeah it's like super present in my head wow these people know so many things don't they (laughs) wow so for me it was like a pretty important in, in that particular moment of my life yeah it was being uh, able to get my first communion and I remember like really feeling it and really believing yeah and then I got uh, this next class you get confirmation confirmation ah yeah okay yeah that was a total different set Hmm. I would say it was um, in another part of the city where I they were not my friends it was more into like working with uh, people in need which I found like interesting going to asylums and like yeah where people with mental problems mental issues are Mm. and we would go there and play with them and I don't know bring food and stuff so more like in some ways maybe the application of belief yeah like a social work I think she was a social worker the 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 girl um, but in I didn't like it so much you know I think that's the point where I started questioning the history like Mm. the reality of what was there really a Jesus like this story doesn't make any sense hmm. uh, I need facts yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah that was a hard process as well because I felt bad for questioning mm-hmm. my beliefs mm-hmm. why am I and so I gave myself like a trial period what? I was like I'm going to keep going to church but I'm going to start questioning Whoa! So you were such a like a wise teenager. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> but I remember feeling like bad, you know, like guilty. Yeah. yeah. And how would that be like early teenage years, mid teenage years? I think I was like fourteen, thirteen. I think by the time I was fifteen, I was already decided that I was out of it. Wow. Because of not because of what church represents for me now, mm-hmm. but because of 
for me it was like they're lying to me yeah this just doesn't make sense yeah like this is like a story someone made up and that was the main reason why i decided to get out of it and then it made so much sense like mm. i don't need this wow i do remember my mom like really pushing me to go back to church mm-hmm. it's so funny because up until now i i've told her like um I don't want to go. I make some jokes like, Mom, I'm going to burn in the church. And I'm going to start like, you know, fumes are going to start coming out. And she was like, don't be disrespectful. <laughs> and that was it. Like, there's no discussion. Yeah. yeah. You're going. So your do your parents now know that you're not Christian? Like, is that... I think they do, yeah. Have you ever had a clear conversation about it? No. My mom takes it, like, she gets offended, I, I, I think. Like this, like she tells me that I'm disrespectful. And now... Disrespectful to who? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. If it's towards her, I take it... Okay. If she wants me to be there and if this is important for her, yeah, then I'll be there. Like it's an hour. So I do it. But I also remember, uh, that was also funny, when I turned 15, you know, there's this sweet... So it's 16, but for us it's 15. I didn't What's get it any, called again? Uh, quinceañera. Oh, yeah, okay. But I didn't get any any of that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting in a way because my parents, being religious, they didn't uh, do anything like huge. It was like a birthday party. Yeah. But still, they made me go after we went to Mass, and after Mass, I had to talk to the priest. Like he gave me a blessing. When you were 15? Yeah. Is that typical around that? age for this mm, event when you like, have the quinceañera like yeah. in mexico it, it's a huge event and, and related to religion yeah it starts oh. with a mass you have a special mass for you oh i didn't know that you didn't no well it's mainly in mexico but also in in ecuador in mexico it's a huge you get like the dress okay and then there are like i don't know 15 um boys of your age Whoa. and they usually dressed as military for some reason <laughs> and they put their blades and you go under it and you are presented into the wow. <laughs> wow and it's supposed to be like a huge yeah but no i didn't get any of that mm. i didn't want either you can you can arrange it in the church to to have this special meeting and have your family and friends and everyone mm. but my mom was like very small uh just us okay talk to the priest for a while he's going to give you a blessing and that's it I didn't want to, but I, I, I also couldn't decide. You know, it yeah. was not up to me. <laughs> yeah. Did you want the party, but not the blessing? Or did you not even really want any of a big thing? Uh, I just wanted a birthday party. Like a, like regular, a normal thing. Yeah, I just yeah. had a regular birthday party. My friends came over and that was it. Would that have been a weird thing? Like in your, like mm-hmm. your friend group to not have a big thing? Uh, or was that We actually more, more made normal? fun of it. We made a party. <laughs> and uh, but it was only only of us like no organization or anything yeah and we were at a friend's house and he was like okay climb up the stairs and now we take you down ding, ding, and now she's coming <laughs> and everyone oh yeah <laughs> so it was more like making fun of that it was yeah. super funny we got in a lot of trouble because uh, the parents were not there and I think there was some alcohol. I don't mm. remember, but we had no permission for it. So we got in huge trouble for it. Yeah. But it was fine in the end. But yeah, but I think by, by that time I was You were over. already like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would your friends have been religious as well? Mm, I think I started hanging out more with people like... 
it was also a period where I was into... I'm still... I like metal music. Okay, cool. I've always been like the good student. Mm -hmm. So I was hanging out with the bad ones or Whoa. like... <laughs> but not so much. Is that um, when you got your nose pierced? No. <laughs> I did got my eyebrow pierced oh. and my mom almost killed me. <laughs> like, I remember it was super irresponsible mm -hmm. for me. Didn't like go to the, the best place. <laughs> I just got it somewhere. Yeah, she was freaking out. And that was exactly when I turned 15. It was one week before my 15. So I got the piercing, they got super mad, and they were not talking to me for a week. No, the first day they saw the piercing, they were like, you're taking that out tonight. Mm -hmm. I don't care. If you can't, then I'm taking you to the doctor, and I don't care if, if he pulls it out of you. Oh. Just take it out. So my friends, we, I couldn't open it. My friends were oh. helping me with, you know, pliers. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Then I turned 15, and then because of my birthday, that's when they started talking back to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were super wow. like, disappointed. I don't know. I remember because I was listening to metal that they were kind of worried because there was like so much just screaming and blah. So I had a talk with my mom. I remember she went to Mexico alone for mm -hmm. some um, vacation. And when she came back, she was like, what happened? Oh. <laughs> yeah, what happened to my like, daughter? <laughs> <laughs> like this switch. Uh, it was also like a fashion thing. Like everyone was wearing yeah. black. Yeah, yeah. At one time, I, I wore so much eyeliner that I got an eye infection. <laughs> 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 That's when I was okay. Maybe. I yeah, your mom was like, "Thank God!" Like, <laughs> and I think in a way she was like whatever like just yeah. do your thing and yeah. it's going to pass right a phase or something. yeah up until now it's my favorite music and i still listen to the same oh. stuff i started hearing when i was 15 14 that's cool so yeah i'm just going to pause here to let you know that body and wine podcast encourages guests to freely discuss their experiences ideas and opinions these beliefs and stories are representative of the individuals that share them. Amongst laughs and bits of wisdom, these conversations can include varying challenges related to belief and sexuality. Please use your discretion as you listen, and as always, take care of yourself. Okay, let's get back to it. Can you tell me about, like, I don't know if it's family dynamic or social dynamic of mm -hmm. Catholicism yeah, like, was there any, like, image involved in you getting mm -hmm. your communion, or... Yeah. I'd have to say for my first communion, I used to be, at this first school, primary years, it's a private school, and there's, like, this image you have to present, mm -hmm. to have, like, a, the right car, that your parents have the right car, or mm -hmm. that they all had, like, huge houses, huh. so sometimes I was, like, worried that I didn't have, like, nice, uh, my stuff was not nice enough. So I think the ceremony itself, it was in a show-off, okay. in a way. Who has the better outfit, or I remember also the, um, how important it was. My mom brought all my First Communion stuff, like, you have the, um, a little crown, oh. you have a candle, your first rosary, okay. and... My mom purchased for me, she brought it from Me all the way from Mexico, also my, my wow. dress. 
like this was super special and like interesting I have this memory of like opening the box with so much caution and and there's this like cute paper where everything's high, like a treasure mm, actually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of pureness more like I, I connected oh. to this coming to a pure sense of myself and everything being wide and being delicate and cute so my first communion was more like you yeah. know in this sense and it, it was like a huge event and then everyone went with their own families mm-hmm. and we had like a small party some some maybe had like a bigger parties uh but there was this sense of maybe comparing one family to another like who has like the best dress and who has the wow. best shoes but it was also like a group thing like my neighbors they were my friends and they were we were together in the same classes so now that i think about it maybe there was this kind of com- competitive competitive competitiveness mm. yes mm. between families like, wow. uh, yeah fascinating uh, it's not mandatory, but since everyone's doing it, yeah. then you also have to bring your kids there. So, in a way, I, I really think that my parents felt a social obligation mm. of sending your first daughter right. to first communion classes. Right. But, you know, I remember this whole praying before eating mm-hmm. was not a thing in my family. I learned it there. And since my family was not into it, I started doing it myself. Wow. I don't remember it anymore, but uh, I remember I decided doing it by myself. Like yeah. if anyone is not anyone's going to do it, then I'll do it by myself. And one day my father was like mocking me, like making fun of me, and I felt super bad because I was like, hey. <laughs> like, <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> wow. And he was telling me that if I feel better than than them because I'm making my praying <gasps> by myself and. So that so really shocked me in that moment. I was offended by it. Hmm. But and then I stopped because of that because I felt really bad. Wow. That's yeah. so fascinating. A few weeks ago here in Palestine in a Christian community asked me to mm-hmm. bless the food uh-huh. and I was like, no. Like I <laughs> <Flashbacks>. can't. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. You had mentioned previously before when we talked about maybe some differences between let me know if I'm wrong here, but how you and your brother maybe experienced mm-hmm. religion or at least mm-hmm. like uh, pressures or expectations mm-hmm. in the family? Yeah. My brother, he wasn't forced or made in, like, he didn't have to do any of this. Full class again? Sorry. Yes. But yeah, my brother was not forced, not for. I don't, I don't want to say forced. They didn't force me. Encouraged. Encouraged, maybe. I think it has something to do with the fact of me being a girl. You know, I think the moral issue in Ecuador is the topic for this. You could be or not be religious, Catholic or whatever, but there's always this moral, if you are a good girl, you behave in certain ways and you do certain things and that's how life is going to be for you. Wow. You do good grades, like you're going to have this bright future in front of you and then you get married, you have kids and blah. Like a perfection kind of image? Yeah. Interesting. There's this, like, ideal of family. You have a boy and a girl and a dog and you live happily ever after. Okay, so me being, getting away from religion or saying I'm atheist uh, was one thing. And I think that was the easy part. But getting away from the moral of how you behave and how people are going to perceive you 
That's the difficult part. What were some of the morals that you think your family was struggling with? Was it like the metal music? Was it the clothing? Mm. Was it, I don't know, like did you start dating in ways that weren't acceptable? Like what Mm. would have been maybe more of the fear at that time? I, I think the fear was in Latin America, Ecuador has one of the highest rates of teenage pregnancy. Okay. So I think that's the fear. That's like the biggest fear. Yeah. Pregnancy. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so anything but a pregnancy. Of course, I started having the sex talks with my mother, mm-hmm. not with my dad. There was always, because of this purity, like your body is so precious. Yeah. You have to give it to someone you love. And we were only into the biological part right. of it. This is this and this is that and blah, blah, blah. And that's it. Yeah. And... I also connected with marriage in, in a church, mm-hmm. like the first communion and marriage with the white dress and the purity. Oh. Like, Is that mm. the idea that you're like cleansed? That's what I take from it. Yeah. How would you feel like your experience compares to like some of your friends from home? Yeah, like what's that I like? I think uh, most of my friends are Catholic. Uh, not Still. S- still. Not like super... But yeah, everyone comes from a Catholic house. And I don't know, I have the feeling that all my friends, they know I'm not. And they accept me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not like they make fun of me, but they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you are the Satanist. Ah! (laughs) 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 I think they think of me, that's how she is, like, Hmm. that's her. Yeah. So, like, they leave me alone. And um, I've never gotten into any, like, discussions or anything with, with my friends. Mm-hmm. Because I still have something from, from this whole thing is uh, respect. Even here, for example, if I go to a mosque or a synagogue, for that matter, I, I have to be respectful of the others. Even though I believe none of this and I'm totally against all of this. Because I used to get mad, I mm. think, mm-hmm. uh, when I was in my religious phase of people not respecting yeah. the church. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's still in my head. I want to be respectful of it. Yeah. And in a way, I, I try to, I love mocking my mom, <laughs> like <laughs> teasing her. But you don't tease your dad. No, because I don't know where he sits. Like, <laughs> I have no idea what he believed or if anything. Can you ask him that? Or is that like a bit of an awkward topic with your family? My dad is a very special person. He doesn't talk too much. So everything I know about my dad, I know it from my mom. He oh. has never told me wow. anything from his life. I think he was meant to be a priest. Meant he had, to be because of his family or himself? He had a rough upbringing. And I think... Since my grandmother, I think she couldn't take care of him. Mm. So I think in that time, the only thing was to send him to an orphanage. And then the orphanage would... Right. Uh, not, not orphanage. Or... What um, say? Like a boys' school, which is usually yeah. a Catholic. Yeah. Where they prepare them, them to for, become... Yeah. Okay. But um, he found his way, yeah. I guess. And uh, I'm, I'm super proud of him. What he has achieved after such a hard childhood mm-hmm. so i don't like to push it yeah maybe. real topics i can't talk with my dad like emotions problems yeah i can't it's super weird but since i left we have started like sending emails or now whatsapp 
Cool. And sometimes they are deep, Whoa. like really deep messages of, of like feelings. Yeah. Of, and I don't think we could ever talk this face to face. There has to be like this... A bit of a barrier or medium, something. Medium. In between mm. us. <laughs> I know he was like... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but he had some really weird books. Saratustras. Weird books. Like um, like a spiritual thing? or it a, is. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He was like into uh, meditation and... Oh. He wa- I think he wanted to become one of these... Zoroaster. Zoroastrian. Zoroastria. Yes, Zoroastrianism. Yeah. So he was into that, but... You don't know if he still is. He's so secretive, so... Wow! But he has all those weird books, so that's why I was also, like, wondering, like, what the hell is this? And it was, like, super mysterious. Yes. And you have, like, this symbols okay that's what's scary in that moment I'm like what is my dad into <laughs> like, what <Yes>. is this? <laughs> oh my god would that have been when you were younger in your first communion or mm-hmm. later i was young maybe even younger as my first communion like a child so uh, it's so curious like it's so interesting even thinking about then what was your mom going through too like i've got this daughter <laughs> who was like super religious one year and then the next yeah. year she's like yeah listening yeah, to death crazy. metal and i've got this husband who's coming to church yeah. but actually he's like into zero which maybe i should ask my dad one day like mm. seriously what are you believing or- so interesting isn't it when you start to like interact with your parents as other mm. adults and try to like figure out what happened mm. <laughs> it's like yeah yeah different perspectives What's your relationship with Catholicism now, personally? Like, mm-hmm. well, so many aspects. In a way, in in a, like thinking about what has happened, like in history with Latin America, for me, I get angry because they just destroyed everything. Yeah. And I remember last week because it was Easter, we went to Jerusalem just to walk around. I have the feeling every time I walk in the in the old city I get angry like I hate yes how people can be so fanatic and with the contrast of the Israeli flags right above sometimes in mm. the military there and yeah it's it's a lot the whole thing is the whole thing it's really a crazy place because you have so many conflicts and so many levels and you have so many social injustices yes. going on in there. Yes. And then you have this huge groups of people, like the touristic... Well, on the Via della Rosa, yeah. people singing. Yeah. Yes. And going crazy at the yes. Holy <gasps> Sepulchre. Yeah, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Yeah. Sepulchre. And then they get like super fanatic, robbing their, their stuff kissing. in the... Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, come on, like, there's people dying, like, yeah. not that far away from, from this place. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. actual problems. There's yeah. actual... Yeah, like two streets away, a child is being arrested. Exactly. Under the name of the thing that you're... Yeah. yeah. And that pisses me off. It also pisses me off that they feel like super in touch with their religion coming here. This is very, maybe bad, but I just don't see it. Like, how can you be going crazy at a stone and hating so many people at the same time? And then everyone coming together in such a small space. And they all hate each other, yes. but they're here to pray and yeah. get elevated in their whole yeah. process of, I don't know. I just don't understand. That really pisses me off. Yeah, I agree. It's this idea that like Israel is the chosen nation of God, and that includes current modern day Israel. Israel should be able to do whatever they want because of God's people. 
That's all for today, friends and folks, but stay tuned for Sylvie's next episode this season when we transition into the implications of purity culture, healing from it, and its greater impacts on not only individuals, but social and political health in Ecuador and around the world. Take care and catch you next time.